Welcome to Words to Encourage, the daily radio broadcast of the Bible Baptist Church of Grove City, Ohio. Everyone needs encouragement. We all need to be uplifted. With today's encouragement, here's our pastor, Stan Slater. Welcome to Words to Encourage. This is the daily radio broadcast of the Bible Baptist Church. We are located in Grove City, Ohio, and I'm Brother Slayball. Well, good Wednesday to you, and you know what that means. It's church tonight, and we look forward to a wonderful midweek service here at Bible Baptist Church. Things get underway at 6.30 with our children's clubs and, uh, of course, our nursery and our service. Uh, Everything underway at 6.30 tonight. We'll be continuing our study in Second Peter, and uh, looking in chapter 3, about how then should we live, uh, seeing that all these things are going to be burned up, as he said, we studied last week in the last verse there of Second Peter 3, I think it's around verse 11 or 12, uh, we'll be picking that up then this evening. Our teenagers are in Lexington, Kentucky tonight for the National Youth Conference. There, there'll be a thousand or more teenagers there from across the country, and our teens will be a part of that for tonight and Thursday and Friday. And so we'll pray that they have a wonderful time uh, with the other teens there, and good decisions will be made for the Lord. Now, if your Bible's close by, I want you to get Numbers 13. Numbers chapter 13. This is where the spies have been sent in to spy out the promised land. They come back with their report, and the Bible says in verse 25 of chapter 13, they returned from searching of the land after 40 days. And they went and came to Moses and Aaron and all the congregation of the children of Israel under the wilderness of Paran to Kadesh, and brought back word again unto them and unto all the congregation, and showed them the fruit of the land. And they told him and said, We came unto the land whither thou sentest us, and surely it floweth with milk and honey. And this is the fruit of it. Nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land. And the cities are walled and very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south. And the Hittites and the Jebusites and the Amorites dwell in the mountains. And the Canaanites dwell by the sea and by the coast of Jordan. And Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. But the men that went up with him said, We be not able to go up against the people, for they're stronger than we. And they brought up an evil report of the land which they had searched unto the children of Israel, saying, The land through which we have gone to search it, it is a land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof. And all the people that we saw in it are men of great stature. And there we saw the giants, the sons of Anak, which were come of the giants. And we were in our own sight as grasshoppers, and so we were in their sight. So, Ten come back, and all they see is the giants. All they see are the enemies. All they see are the occupants of the land. Two, Joshua and Caleb said, let's take it. God has given it to us. God has said it's our land. Let's go possess it. What was the difference? Why did Joshua and Caleb see it one way, and the other ten see it another way? I'll tell you why. It depends on whom they were looking to. Whom were they looking to? See, Joshua and Caleb were looking to God. And so nothing was too hard for God. The other ten were looking at the giants and looking at the inhabitants of the land, David and Goliath. The other trained soldiers were afraid of Goliath. Why? Because they were looking at Goliath. David wasn't afraid of him. Why? Because David was looking at God. The difference was where 
were they looking? Success or failure in the Christian life depends largely upon where you are looking. Now, how do you define success in the Christian life? If you had to say, what does it mean to be a successful Christian? Well, in in the simplest of terms, can I help you? It is being like Jesus Christ. God has predestined us. That's the only predestination God has. God never predetermined someone go to heaven or hell. He's left that to the free will of man. But listen, uh, God has predestined every one of us, Romans 8, 29, to be conformed to the image of his Son. He is changing us into that image, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 3.18, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. So success as a Christian is simply being like Christ. If I fail as a Christian, it's because I fail to be like Jesus Christ. Christ liveth in me. Christ liveth in me. Oh, what a salvation this, that Christ liveth in me. The songwriter said, oh, to be like thee. Oh, to be like thee, precious Redeemer, pure as thou art, come in thy fullness, come in thy sweetness, stamp thine own image deep on my heart. Another songwriter wrote, earthly pleasures vainly call me, I would be like Jesus. Nothing worldly shall enthrall me, I would be like Jesus. Be like Jesus, this my song, in the house and in the throng. Be like Jesus all day long, I would be like Jesus. Now, I must keep looking right in order to keep living right. If I don't look to the right person, if I don't look to the right place, I won't live right. That's why the Bible says when we're running the race that is set before us, Hebrews chapter 12, we're looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. We get off track. We fail. We yield to our flesh when we get our eyes off where we are to look. Say, well, where do we look? Well, listen, we know we look at Jesus. What gets us off track? Well, sometimes, we, oftentimes, we look inward at ourselves. We look inward at ourselves. And you know what happens when that happens? We get depressed. What happened in uh, Elijah in 1 Kings 19 after that great victory at Mount Carmel in chapter 18? He's depressed. Why? I only, I only am left of all the people of Israel standing for God. He's just looking at himself, feeling sorry for himself. When Paul looked at himself, he said, oh, I know the things I want to do, I don't do. And the things I don't want to do, that I do do. I know that in my flesh dwelleth no good thing. And he said, oh, wretched man that I am. Oh, he was frustrated and depressed. Every one of us have sinned. There's no one that hasn't sinned. There's there's some who have just, you you say, man, I've just blown it. Listen, every one of us have at time probably broken a promise. Every one of us at time has probably brought disappointment to someone. And man, if you just look at yourself, you're going to be depressed. If it could happen to Elijah and it could happen to the Apostle Paul, it could surely happen to us. You see, listen, let me remind you of something. God loves you. God loves you and God loves me. And his love is not based on my life. His love is based on him. He is love. A well-known speaker started off his seminar by holding up a $20 bill. In that room of about 200 people, he said, who would like this $20 bill? And of course, hands started going up. He said, I'm going to give one of you this $20 bill. But first, let me do this. And he crumpled up the $20 bill. And then he asked, who still wants it? Well, still the hands went up in the air. 
Well, he said, what if I do this? He dropped it on the ground and started to stomp on it with his shoe. He picked it up. Now it's crumpled and dirty. Now who still wants it? Still the hands went in the air. You see, the lesson he was teaching him is this. No matter what he did to the money, the people still wanted it because it didn't decrease in value. It was still worth $20. Now listen, sometimes in our lives, we're dropped, crumpled, ground into the dirt by decisions that we made or by circumstances that came our way, and we feel like we're worthless. But no matter what happened or what will happen, you never lose your value to God. Dirty or clean, crumpled or finely creased, you're still valuable to God. The worth of our lives comes not in what we do or what we know, but whose we are. We belong to God. We love him because he first loved us. And the devil would love us to get looking at ourselves because then we get our eyes off Jesus. Don't look to yourself. But sometimes we just look outward to others. The members of Corinth were looking at one another for comparison. Paul said, you measure yourself by others and you measure yourselves among yourselves. You're not wise. You know, I'm not trying to be like someone else. I'm trying to be like Jesus. And you shouldn't try to be like somebody else. You should just try to be like Jesus. So it doesn't matter what anyone else is doing. I don't need comparisons. Saul has slain his thousands, but David is tens of thousands. That brought great distress to Saul and to David. Because they were, Saul got it caught up in comparison. You can't look to others for approval. It's who the Lord commendeth. Don't worry about what others think. Be concerned about what God knows. Don't, don't serve for, for pastor's approval or anyone else's approval. Serve for God's approval. We're not here to please men. We're here to please God. When we look inward at ourselves and we get depressed, we look outward to others, you'll get discouraged. Where should we look? Look in the Bible. Look in the Bible. The Word of God, it's the written Word. And that's where we see, that's where we see the living Word. That's Jesus Christ. In 2 Corinthians chapter 3, in verse 18, the Bible says, We all, with open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image, from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. When I look into the written Word, I see the living Word, Jesus Christ. I find my Lord in the Bible. Whenever I chance to look, he is the theme of the Bible, the center and heart of the book. He is the Rose of Sharon. He is the Lily Fair. Whenever I open my Bible, the Lord of the Bible is there. He is the book's beginning. He gave the earth its form. He is the Ark of Shelter, bearing the brunt of the storm, the burning bush of the desert, the budding of Aaron's rod. Whenever I look in the Bible, I see the Son of God the ram upon Mount Moriah, the ladder from earth to sky, the scarlet cord in the window and the serpent lifted high, the smitten rock in the desert, the shepherd with staff and crook, the face of my Lord I discover whenever I open the book. He is the seed of the woman, the Savior virgin born. He is the son of David, whom men rejected with scorn, his garments of grace and beauty, the stately Aaron deck. Yet he is the priest forever, for he is Melchizedek. Lord of eternal glory, whom John the Apostle saw, the light of the golden city, the lamb without spot or flaw, the bridegroom coming at midnight, for whom his people look. Whenever I open my Bible, I find my Lord in the book. The Bible is the written word. That's God in print. And it changes us to be like Jesus.
Only as I am in the Bible am I changed into the image of Christ. Because the Bible does not just inform, it transforms. And so I cannot keep looking unto Jesus if I'm not looking into God's Word. And if I keep looking unto Jesus, I must keep looking into God's Word. As I look into the written Word, I'm spending time with the living Word. And the more time you spend with someone, the more like them you become. And so if I want to be like Jesus, I must spend time with him. Someone said, we have enough defenders of the faith. We need demonstrators of the faith. Look, in, look inward, you get depressed. Look outward to others, you'll get discouraged. But look into the Bible and you'll become a disciple of Jesus Christ. Because he said, if you continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed. Keep looking. Where do you look? You look to Jesus. How do you look to Jesus? You look to him in the word of God. Oh, to be like thee. Oh, to be like thee. Precious Redeemer, pure as thou art. Come in thy fullness. Come in thy sweetness. Stamp thine own image deep on my heart. That's the goal. Let's look to Jesus today on this March the 1st, first day of a new month. Let's keep our eyes on Jesus today, shall we? Hope you make it a great Wednesday. I look forward to seeing some of you in our church service tonight. The rest of us will meet back here tomorrow for the radio broadcast. And until then, this is Brother Schlebaugh reminding you, be good to everyone because everyone's having a tough time. Thank you for listening today. If this broadcast was an encouragement to you, we would love to hear from you. You can contact us by email at pastor at bbcgrovecity.org, or you can call us at area code 614-875-2190. We invite you to visit us at the Bible Baptist Church at 2758 Home Road in Grove City, Ohio. Our service times are Sunday morning at 930 for Sunday school and 1030 for the morning worship service. We meet back together at 5.30 for our evening service and on Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. We also host the Bridge to Recovery Ministry, a faith-based recovery program bringing transformation to hurting people and our community. We meet every Thursday at 6.30 in the evening. You can find more information at our website about this and other ministries of Bible Baptist Church at bbcgrowcity.org. We hope that today these were truly words to encourage. Words to Encourage is paid for by the generous members and supporters of the Bible Baptist Church in Grove City, Ohio. The joy of serving Jesus with a smile, a bright sunny smile.